2: Chuck Phillips was this, um, you know, he was an annoying little gnat investigator, a so-called self-described Pulitzer Prize winning investigative reporter that was, you know, uh, Mr. Hip Hop, Uh, just like a, a bizarrely socially awkward guy that was, you know, making his life on these investigative reports about the hip hop world. He had been proven wrong, Uh, in the past on some of his um, articles and some of his investigations and he had a dubious reputation within the industry but he started coming out and saying that Jimmy was uh, cooperating with the feds and it just wasn't true. Chuck's major problem was and I suppose was his downfall was that he couldn't handle these investigative articles in an even-handed manner and you know I'm not suggesting for a second that he was stupid. He wasn't um, and I'm not suggesting for a second that he wasn't a good investigative reporter. But what he was is he was mentally imbalanced, wildly mentally imbalanced, and, and admitted, uh, admittedly with a host of, of psychological problems. And he became too personally involved.
3: As an individual recently, I've really started to understand some of the real pain and sadness that comes with the idea of time. When you're younger... There is this naive perception that certain things might last forever. A family tradition, your favorite restaurant or bar that held the community together for various reasons. The impermanence of life and death start to rear its ugly head in the shadows of your world. And in storytelling, in a search for answers, what you also start to realize is that with enough time, the people who might hold secrets, die with them, for better or worse. Here behind the scenes at the dossier, the creative engine is fueled by a team of fellow producers who each day research stories, investigative leads, and continue to dig deeper into the information around the murders of Biggie and Pac. Producer Nicole Luciano has worked with me for close to six years on the pursuit of truth, and today, contains a vast knowledge of every document, character, storyline, and continues each day to work an angle, so we can continue to report on information. Johnny the Greek also maintains a savant level of memory, wherein he can pull audio clips from the depths of the internet, or reference an FBI case number better than J. Edgar Hoover himself. They are the driving force around new leads and archival perfection. What people need to understand is you, me, Nikki, all of us have done years and years of investigation into Chuck Phillips on this case and on the Jimmy Henchman case. And all of his actions in his career as kind of a mosaic. Chuck Phillips, when you look at everything, you know, Greg Cading likes to say that, Phil Carson had a beef with Chuck Phillips, a writer from the LA Times. That is not even remotely the case. Chuck Phillips in his career was involved in some shady shit over and over and over. Which leads me to the passing of an individual who for years has haunted us here at the dossier. And that is journalist Chuck Phillips. It was Nicole who very early on decided that we needed to speak to Chuck. And I have to be honest, from what I have read and or heard from my sources, I had a feeling that Chuck Phillips had disappeared into the ether, along with his dossier of recorded audio, sources, articles, and more importantly, probably a clear picture of what went down inside both the Biggie and Tupac murders in universe. It's
1: Chuck Phillips. Please leave me a message and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Thanks.
0: The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye.
3: It was Nicole who decided we would send Chuck a burner phone. It was Nicole who tracked down Chuck at his family member's house. And it was Nicole who never gave up hope that one day Chuck would answer our calls, emails, texts, smoke signals. But that day... Never came to pass.
0: Hi, is this Lee? Who is this? This is Nicole Luciano. Um, I'm a journalist, and I came across your information. I was hoping you had a couple of minutes to talk. Um
4: What do you want to know about? So, I actually
0: saw that you had responded to a couple of nights about Chuck Phillips. About what? About Chuck Phillips? Chuck Charles oh, Allen
4: Phillips. Fuck. You know. You'd have to talk to him, and I don't think he's, you know, and I, he's working on a project right now, so... Um, oh,
0: well, that's why I was reaching out to
4: you, because I've been trying to get a
0: hold of Chuck.
4: Yeah, stop doing that. Um, that's all I can say. I mean, you know, if if he wants to... If he's feeling like calling you back, he'll call you back. I think... Um. Dennis Romero is the person who seems to cover him, so I I haven't really kept abreast of everything that's going on. Uh, I read all of his papers, and they were all right, and I think that he... Um, uh, you know what, I don't know who I'm talking to, so I'm sorry. Well, I'll tell
0: you, I've been looking for Mr. Phillips for over five years. And what? I pulled up some documents that saw your name on it, and every number I've tried to call and email doesn't work. I've tried to mail him uh, certified be- letters.
4: That's because journalists like Chuck have their own dedicated hitman. So... Um, you know, I mean,
0: I would love to have a contact for him or a working number just so I like can
4: talk to him. Contact for a lot of other people on my Facebook page, but please, you know, don't do this anymore, okay? I, I really appreciate. It. No comments. I have no comments. Okay, thank you.
3: And so, with that, we mourn Chuck's secrets. We mourn Chuck's persistence to somehow wedge himself. In between death row, the L.A. Times, the FBI, and Phil Carson, the L.A.P.D. and Shug Knight, in such a way that his backstory and mystery takes on even more added subterfuge and red herrings. It was also Nicole who first, before the L.A. Times, confirmed Chuck's death.
0: All right, help you. Hi there. I was hoping to connect with a patient. Okay, who's the patient? Um, His name is Charles or Chuck Phillips. Mm, he's no longer here. What do you mean, he's no longer there? Mm, really can't say, but I guess you could guess. Oh, did he pass? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, All right, thank you. I wish mm-hmm. I would have called sooner. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
3: In many episodes of the dossier, I tried my best to piece together the mystery and work product of Chuck Phillips. I went back and read every article he wrote for the L.A. Times as if I could translate between the ink. How compromised was he or at what point did he decide the interests of the LAPD, the interests of Suge Knight, were more important than the truth?
1: So this is what really happened. This is bitch-ass nigga that used to work for LA Times called Chuck Phillips. He's the same bitch nigga that wrote that stupid-ass article talking about Biggie Smalls was behind Tupac's killing. And Biggie sat in some room in Las Vegas and talked to some dudes and gave him the gun that did this and that. Other bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that knows the story knows that Biggie ain't had shit to do with that, so... This nigga, Chuck Phillips, wanted the MZA, my partner at the time, to do a quote for that article, which was coming out. And it was supposed to be a big spectacle. Oh, we about to, you know, it's going to be a big deal front page, this and that. And it was. It, it, it went down that day. But Mizra didn't want no parts of that because he knew that the article was bogus. Everybody knew that shit. Like, that shit didn't happen that way. It was just an unfortunate circumstance that took Tupac away from us. And to put that on somebody else that don't don't have anything to do with that, that's just immoral and that's that's not even you know, that's not even cool. So Mizza didn't want no parts of that and he told Chuck Phillips to go fuck himself. Chuck Phillips responded with that article that you are referring to. So that was a Chuck Phillips attempt to sabotage me and Mizza's run because Mizza didn't wanna give him a quote for his stupid ass Biggie kill Tupac article. And that's it. That's all there is to it.
3: But I have to make one thing clear. The part about Chuck Phillips and his story that scares me the most is that I can personally understand how he got into deep, how he disappeared, and how he put himself in an untenable position. Because I've done that myself at various junctures of my career. As a documentary film director and producer, writer, For the earliest parts of my career, I too wanted to pursue stories that delved into the dangerous worlds of drug trafficking, the glamorous world of 80s and 90s drug kingpins, and police corruption, the cat and mouse game between cops and robbers inside the hip-hop music industry. But when you go down that rabbit hole, at first, it's alluring and sexy. You feel like you are chartering a new course where the story is more important than, say, your safety or livelihood. I still do this at times with a few calculated caveats.
4: He even admitted to me issues that he had with the LAPD and that he wanted to show me certain things and that we actually had meetings in with Chuck Phillips. He actually did phone calls with our assistant directors and all my bosses. And now that he's now he's in hiding right now because of not only recorded conversations that he did illegally with the L A P D, God knows who he might have also illegally recorded while he was running around with Should and Death Row and all the artists
3: Alright, so life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day, as you work, and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So maybe you need to get your kids something special or you and the wife need a scintillating night out every once in a while at least. So download Earn In Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in the dossier under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com forward slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued. By Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The dossier is sponsored by BetterHelp. I can't tell you how important it is to set aside some time for you and only you. I gotta be honest. A therapist at BetterHelp made me realize that balancing work, family, friends, and personal growth is a choice. You can make it happen. If you've struggled to make a decision on therapy, Why not start today by getting more information on BetterHelp and their therapists? It's entirely online, flexible, and adjust to your schedule. So no excuses, dossier listeners. So come on, visit betterhelp.com slash dossier to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash dossier.
4: Go check them out.
3: I see myself in Chuck Phillips. I see my work in Chuck Phillips. And in his passing, maybe I also see my future alone living off the grid as all this work has finally caught up to me in a way that makes me just walk away. Because maybe just maybe this is all a fool's errand, wherein the truth is nothing more than a gateway of bad intentions and for lack of a better word, tinfoil hats. In this instant age of violence and war and death and lying and fighting, in a world where a man with 90 criminal charges hanging over his head can possibly become president, a lot of what I am saying could be construed as hyperbolic. While both Nicole Luciano and my other producer, Greek, still hold out hope that somehow Chuck holds the answers to what we have been searching for here on the dossier, I have become a contrarian and say, at least in my career, I'm one bad choice away from being Chuck Phillips.
2: He knows things for sure. He knows certainly, you know, what, story suge knight was telling and selling and you know he probably knows a lot about the machinations uh around suge to you know control the narrative and and push the story in one direction or another i think suge was his primary source for a lot of the stuff you know the the false stuff that uh, uh was published in the la times under his byline so uh, yeah i think he, he probably knows a lot i mean you know When, uh, you know, he he desperately wanted Phil Carson, you know, to to win his confidence, he came out with, you know, pretty overwhelming uh, bit of evidence against, uh, you you know, the number two guy in the LAPD. I mean, he actually had tapes, tape recordings of the guy implicating himself. Uh, So who knows what else Chuck might have?
3: Now. I want to get you guys down. But what Chuck was fighting was a number of corrupt machines. He was fighting first the corruption of a city in Los Angeles. Then he was fighting the corruption on what he could and couldn't print at the LA Times. And then he waded into waters, I think, that sent him packing. And that is the treacherous world of Death Row Records and Compton and the illustrious Shug Knight or Simon, which is his real name. Don't get me wrong. Although Simon is a villain of this story, I've come to appreciate his recent podcast from jail. Wherein he's become a jailhouse Joe Rogan, deciding to go after enemies, real or fake. Hopefully one day Simon will also tell the truth. As the truth, as they say. Set you free. So we continue to mourn Chuck's passing. And I come to terms with the idea that a journalist who I've never spoken to somehow has infiltrated my creative life. I find it fitting to unpack this one last time. In two of the bigger pursuits of my career, which I can say is now varied. The dossier podcast narrative and the story of James Rosemond or Jimmy Henchman, how is it that someone I've never spoken to has monopolized so much of my headspace? Why has it obsessed Nicole and Johnny and what have we accomplished around it? It was also Jimmy Henchman who had to sue Chuck Phillips. It was Phil Carson who had to literally sick FBI lawyers on Chuck. And it was Chuck himself who seemed to make himself a nuisance wherever he went. Here is famed criminal defense attorney Jeffrey Lickman talking about his interactions with Chuck Phillips while representing Jimmy Henchman.
2: Chuck Phillips was the kind of guy who just couldn't be um, persuaded to follow the rules. So he would continue to write to Jimmy, uh, taunting him, calling him wee little man. I don't even know what that where that came from. And when you actually get a look at Chuck, it's sort of, you, you look up into the dictionary of we little man and there's that idiot smiling face. We decided we weren't gonna to speak to Chuck and then Chuck starts sending us, sending me, He claimed he had sources that Jimmy had been cooperating with the feds and, and it just wasn't true. And I just didn't, again, I didn't see any advantage to engaging this, what were we gonna get out of this? You know, we weren't gonna stop the story. And I wrote him a letter saying, look, you know, we think you're making a mistake. Um, he then sends some FBI 302 reports. 302 reports is the name of the report. And uh, supposedly a memorialization of interviews with FBI cooperating witnesses about Jimmy. And immediately you could see that they were a joke. They were spaced wrong. I know that sounds silly to um, an unlearned uh, Person who doesn't know doesn't do this for a living, but there's a font and spacing uh, structure that is in every single 302 since you know Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross. Guess which set of 302s were different? Chuck Phillips, Uh, they were spaced wrong, they were misspellings, and the date, remember, one of the dates of the 302s that he set was on a weekend. And with all respect to the FBI agents, you know. They're not. They're not taking interviews on a weekend. So uh, Jimmy and I spoke about it, and we were like, "What do we do here?" We ended up writing a letter saying, "If you publish this article, you're going to get sued." And uh, you know, again, all that response was, "We little man, we little man, this, we little man, that, whatever." Uh, so the article comes out, and obviously it was it was devastating because it accused Jimmy of all these uh, things that we felt were based on uh, cooperating witnesses that were just weren't were fake, the witnesses weren't real. So we at that point then, you know, uh, I'm not at liberty to discuss the machinations of what happened after with uh, our involvement with the LA Times, but we made clear the problem with the 302s. And almost immediately there was uh, the article was pulled from the website. Apologies were offered, and to the L.A. Times' credit, they're not stupid. They've been around the block before. They knew that if they fought this, they would lose, and they quickly tried to mitigate damages by um, fixing the mess. So the article was pulled. Apologies were made. It was all over, and I don't think that it really unrang the bell fully, but it certainly did a pretty good job. And the L.A. Times did, you know, made quite an effort to to fix it. And what happened thereafter to Chuck Phillips is he, uh, I think he took a buyout, or he was sort of pushed out the door, and uh, you know that just made him even crazier. I mean, the, the wee little man's from, from once a week were becoming once a day, and he was going to get Jimmy, and you know that was really basically his life's work. Where he is now, I don't know. I don't know if he's he's not in a mental hospital. Um, he had written um, an email because there's email ability with inmates in prisons, and I remember seeing one that was just absolutely um, hilarious where he said, I think he wrote it to Dexter Isaac, that he had uh, lost his, uh, his family, he had lost his home, lost his job, and lost his mind from all this. So, you know, I don't know that he's not in uh, a worse place than Jimmy is right now, but look, it's a tragedy all around. Uh, Chuck Phillips, had he done this fairly, I think that we might have dealt with him in a different manner. But, you know, look, when you're dealing with a lunatic, uh, my advice is always, you know, you don't engage.
3: To say I'm conflicted on this dossier post-mortem is an understatement. Because as I've grown older in life and I've seen the painful changes that long stories and characters take on a journey, I start to ask myself a question. Doesn't everyone have an agenda? Jimmy Henchman had an agenda, Phil Carson and FBI had an agenda, Suge Knight had an agenda, Mike Burkow and Bill Bratton at the LAPD had an agenda. So is it so bad that Chuck Phillips had an agenda and irritated people so much searching for his truth that he lost his sanity, his job, and quite possibly his peace of mind? As the Greek and Nicole continue searching for Chuck Phillips and all his answers, I'm going to shy away from this exercise out of an abundance of caution of realizing that Chuck Phillips was one of us in some sick, twisted way. Chuck Phillips, who obsessed over these murders, he's no different than Nicole and Johnny and R.J. Bond and Choke No Joke and DJ Vlad and Greg Kading or Reggie Wright Jr. bomb first. Or anyone else for that matter, who continues on a daily basis to hunt for answers we may never find. So I say, rest easy, Chuck. Rest easy, my friend. Loyal dossier listeners, this is Don Sikorsky, the creator of the podcast you're listening to. And I've made a decision the dossier is ramping up merchandise, exclusive video drops, secret audio files and other information and access that I just can't put on the podcast RSS feed. So listen up. You can subscribe now at patreon.com forward slash dossier. Go check it out, subscribe, and stay tuned for more exclusive drops and announcements on all things dossier. That's patreon.com
4: forward slash dossier.